Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today we recap the very exciting game for clinching win uh, that sends the Flames to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm Jess Belmosto alongside Sean Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Sean, are you eating your words today saying that Hellebuck is due for one? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. Like he played, <laughs> it was another like good game, not good game, I guess, but you know, it wasn't Hellebuck's fault. The Jets lost. So uh, yeah. I'm not too mad in saying he was due for one because Hellebuck played well the whole series. Um, but the Jets were just, or sorry, not the Jets. The Flames were just that much better. Um, I guess Hellebuck and the Flames have a little bit in common. And I want to ask you, Jess, have you ever worked for something so hard in your life but never really got anything for it? Like, the Flames just worked so hard to win this series. And it's like, okay, guys, congrats on working so hard. Now you're finally in the playoffs officially. Right. Like, that wasn't the playoffs. <laughs> that was just to get into the playoffs. Um, and the Flames worked really hard. Hellebuck worked really hard and got even less. He got eliminated. His season's <laughs> done. Um but I don't know. Like, I'm, I was trying to think of something that I've worked that hard for and got really, you know, the equivalent of, okay, now you guys are finally in the playoffs. Like, I don't think I've worked that hard for that little in my life, but um, good on the flames. Like that was amazing. Yeah. I had, I was not confident going into today at all. I kind of had a nervous day leading up to the game. Yeah. I was definitely nervous for today. I'm trying to think of like an experience <laughs> like that, but nothing is jumping out at me. Um, but I expect, expected the game to be a lot tighter than it was. Yeah. I did not expect it to be a shutout. No. And, you know, just kind of after game two when the Jets won and they won in such an amazing way without their mm-hmm. top two players, like after that game, game two, I was like, okay, this is going to be a tight series. Um, but now in hindsight, now that the series is over and the Flames are, have won in four, you know, it does kind of seem like that the outlier would be game two and the Jets um, defeating the Flames without their top two players. It almost feels like, I don't know, this probably isn't true, but it feels like in a way where the Jets kind of unloaded all their, um, I don't know what the word would be, winning ways. Like they unloaded Mm -hmm. everything just to get that game two win and tie the series. And then they were spent like mentally and maybe a little bit physically as well after that. So, um, and it was an interesting start to the game with your boy dropping the gloves two seconds in, Milan Lucic. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting decision by Nathan Beaulieu because it's kind of the risk-reward thing. Like, he risked getting into a fight, which there's obviously risk involved in that for personal safety, but he risked the momentum game. Like, if he loses that fight, which he kind of did, um, the Flames get fired up in a way. So, oh, yeah. Beaulieu was trying to motivate his team, and you'll do that regardless if you win or lose the fight just by fighting. Um, but he did kind of give the Flames, I think, maybe a little bit of an extra jump than they otherwise would have had just by dropping the gloves two minutes into that, but or sorry, two seconds into the game. Um, but other than that, the Flames were amazing. Like, that was another solid game. It was almost a, a repeat of, of game three and the perfection. Yeah, it definitely was one of their best games that they've played. Um, I feel like we did finally get a full 60 minutes out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nice to see. So hopefully, um, you know, that momentum carries over and they finally have, I mean, I know it's not a real playoff series win, but, you know, they have that little confidence under their belt now. 
Right. And they beat a good team too. Like I'm sure the good team and the Jets lost to their two best players, but mm-hmm. um, they beat a well-coached and a, and a good team um, really in, I guess, dominating fashion if you want to look at it on paper and say the Flames won in four. So, you know, our predictions aren't looking too hot. I had the Jets <laughs> winning in four. At least the only thing I got right was, <laughs> was uh, the four. Yeah, exactly. And then you had the Jets in the sweep and then Harrison had it going all the way to five. So in every little way, we're all very much wrong. But yeah. Um, I mean, it was overall a great series. And um, just looking at tonight's game specifically before next segment, we kind of move on to the bigger picture stuff of the series. The third line was amazing. And that was probably the line of the game. And it kind of comes full circle when training camp scrimmage game number one, it was the third line that was amazing. And now to end their first series, I guess their qualifying round series, it was the third line that was amazing. I have a theory that Sam Bennett and Mac Chuck traded jerseys before the game because it kind of feels like Kachuk was just a little yeah. quiet um, but Sam Bennett was was on fire and Lucic and obviously Dubé scoring as well uh, what a game from the third line and you know what a game from even you know the first line was was mm-hmm. the first two were you know they did their job everyone I guess the, the story of tonight was everyone did their job um, yeah. and then the cherry on top being Cam Talbot getting the shutout yeah I think that um, you know people were a little concerned back at camp when the third line was doing as well as it was and you know the top six weren't really you know awake yet but I I love that third line (laughs) it's incredible it is and they all kind of you know they they all are similar in a way they just they don't they don't really care they kind of play with reckless abandon like Sam Bennett will hit anything that moves Lucic isn't scared of a single thing in the world (laughs) And then Dylan Dubé is so good for being someone who's so young. And when you're so yeah. young, you kind of don't know what you're afraid of yet. So, um, I mean, that line was awesome. But it was good to see the Flames. You know, they had zero power play goals, but it was also the least penalized game of the series, I believe. Um, so it definitely felt that way for sure. Um, but from the Jets side of things, like it just kind of looked like they yeah. ran out of gas. And it's, it's yeah. like when, you, when you're trying to jumpstart your car. That's what Bolio was trying to do with the fight. He was trying to yeah. jumpstart the Jets lineup. Um, but sometimes the car is just too old and kind of too beat up that it's not going to move no matter what you do. And that's kind of how it felt for the Jets, which would be unfortunate if we were locked on Jets. Um, so our poor boy Harrison Lee over there might have a tough one. But it's a good thing for us, at least, that we're locked on flames. And now we are moving on to the first round. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, describing it, Describing the Jets as a broken down car is a very good analogy, especially for our friends over at rockauto.com. Now, rockauto.com, Jess, the thing that is different about them from the Jets is they have the best selection of the best parts. The Winnipeg Jets kind of have a great selection of parts, but it doesn't go very deep. As soon as the part kind of breaks, that's it. Whereas rockauto.com, you can get any part that you want for any car that you have. And I actually have a bunch of do-it-yourselfer mechanics in my family, and they've been listening just to the podcast and listening mm. to the rockauto.com read. So they finally got me on the website earlier today. And when they say they have every brand and every make and model um, and they could service those cars, they weren't lying. I was literally scrolling through all the makes and models on rockauto.com. And it was a majority of car brands I've never even heard of in my life. So um, these guys have an extensive list of parts and brands that they can serve, unlike the Winnipeg Jets, who lose Patrick Laine and Mark Scheifele, and then that's kind of it. 
another thing I love about rockauto.com, Jess, is their prices. And this just kind of makes you forget about all the big box stores because they'll give you the best bang for your buck no matter who you are. You could be the experienced pro mechanic or the do-it-yourselfer. Um, it doesn't matter. You're going to get the best deal from rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com and in the how did you hear about us section, enter the words locked on so they know that we sent you. That is rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Head to rockauto.com. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Sean and I on Twitter. I'm Jessica Belmosto and Sean is Sean underscore Lavery. So the bigger picture, I think we need to realistically look at it. Um, would this have gone five if Line A and Shifley were in the were, were on the ice? Yeah, I think I think the series would have gone five if, if they were both on the ice. But, um, you know, it's kind of if you want to make like a pie chart and just kind of let's weigh it out. How much of the Flames winning this series was because Shifley and Line were injured and how much of it was because they played, I guess we would call it probably two um, perfect or at least near perfect games. And, you know, there's definitely a big part of this series that changes a lot from a Jets side of things that. Uh, the, the injuries, you know, that changes a lot from Winnipeg's perspective. From Calgary's perspective, though, and, you know, it's kind of like boring coach talk. They kind of plan the same way no matter what. Um, so, you know, from a Flames perspective, they planned the same way. Um, and they played, you know, they executed their plan and they were able to do it nearly perfectly in two games. Um, but life is obviously made a little bit easier by those two injuries. So the injuries definitely contributed, but good on the Flames as well for building and executing a plan, which is hard to do, especially in the playoffs where you're seeing the same opponents over and over again. Definitely. Um, I, it's so hard because, you know, would this series have been as intense if the injuries didn't happen? Would it have been intense, but for different reasons? Right. Like it would have been more of an intense scoring battle maybe between yeah. you know, Shifley's putting up points and then now you're looking at Goudreau and Monaghan to kind of match what he just did mm-hmm. where instead we had kind of Lucic and Kachuk stepping up against um, a lot of the Jets' depth players. Um, I wonder what Winnipeg's saying and hopefully we got to hear from Harrison Lee on Locked on Jets soon on this, but you know their leading point getter, Kyle Connor, in the regular season – has zero goals in this series, like, and kind of unnoticeable in a way. And it felt like when Shifley and Liney went out, you know, it was other players who stepped up for the Jets and it wasn't Kyle Connor. And, you know, the spotlight wasn't really ever on Kyle Connor on this show, um, which is okay because yeah. it's locked on flames, not locked on Jets. But I mean, gosh, in Winnipeg, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, step one is feeling bad for the team because they kind of lost at no fault of their own largely because mm-hmm. of injuries um but then the second layer is okay well okay injuries happen with every team what happens with kyle connor who is, would probably be the guy next guy up who has to step up and kind of save this team and he ends up with zero goals in this series yeah it's real unfortunate and you know we didn't talk about him at all really even on the crossovers i don't believe no so for your top guy to not be seen as a threat going into this um kind of leaves me scratching my head a little bit yeah so it'd be tough to be a Jets fan for sure 
Um, Another thing about this series that just kind of played out in a way that we thought it might is with the Jets defense not matching up to the Flames defense and the Jet or sorry, the Flames forward depth outmatching the Jets forward depth. Like look at the shot on goal totals for every single game in this series. They put a bug up on the broadcast today during today's game where the Flames going into tonight were averaging 32 shots on goal. And then actually tonight they, you know, they at least put up 30. They definitely had 30 kind of midway through that third period. So um, they probably exceeded that 32 shots on goals. And that's kind of what happens when you're the Jets and, you know, your defense probably isn't as deep as you wish it could be. And they've lost a whole bunch of elite talent on that blue line in the last, you know, little chunk of time here. Um, And then conversely on the other side, the Flames, it's, it's four lines of, consistent pressure um, especially once you swap out Zach Ronaldo for Mark Jankowski um, and Jankowski was again near 10 minutes of time on ice tonight so um, every line you know they all had their wave where they sustained um, momentum into the offensive zone and it wasn't you know kind of playing scrambly defense it was putting the pressure on and um, that's why deep teams succeed it's just because it's relentless you never have time off when you're on defense against an offense that's so deep Exactly. And I think Jeff Ward deserves a big old pat on the back for waking up and realizing he needed to swap out Ronaldo for Jankowski. Right. Well, Ronaldo did kind of make it easy on him by taking yeah. that ridiculously stupid penalty. That's kind of like, hey, coach, yeah. I've kind of had enough of playing. So here, here's a reason to take me out. Uh, right. Make it easy. So. I mean, that might be like the one negative. Next segment, we're going to rank the top three flames of this series. But if we were going to do the top three, I guess, worst flames of this series, it would be maybe hard to come up with three players. But I think Ronaldo might be an easy number one just based on how he utilized his his so little time on ice. Yeah, I just – I will never forgive Don Sweeney for trading uh, a third – for Zach Ronaldo, so I kind of feel bad that I already have a grudge against Ronaldo, but mm. you know, he just he's a liability on the ice. And that's how I felt about him for his entire career. So I'm sorry, Zach, but you yeah. you gotta go. <laughs> liability is a great word. Um and then looking at something that is reliable and brings reliability. Um, I think is the Flames defense and I was trying to think watching this game I was like who's been the defenseman that has stood out and kind of has been the Flames defenseman of the series and I couldn't really like pinpoint one guy Um, it just seems like every unit all three defensive pairings um, at different times kind of picked up the slack and and did their job and um, you know missing Travis Hamannick was never really once a thought at all in this series it wasn't hey, I wish Hamannick didn't opt out and was actually here right now because then the Flames would be in a much better situation. It seemed like, you know, from Mark Giordano all the way down um, to Gustafson, the Flames defense did a great job. And, you know, sure, there isn't one individual that stands out, but um, you almost want it this way where there's six guys that work together and there's no really one guy standing out. Yeah, definitely. I think that seeing such a cohesive group like that especially after four months without real competitive play uh, is rather impressive. And I'm not sure I've seen anything, you know, like anything from other teams like that. Um, You know, I feel like other teams are slacking severely and, you know, you can point out the one guy that's, you know, maybe carrying a little bit more weight than the others, but, Flames defense did wonderful. 
Yeah, it was great. It, if we had to rank the top three Flames defensemen, it would be hard because it's like it'd yeah, be a three-way or I guess a six-way tie for first um, just because they all really did well. But um, coming up, Justin and I are actually going to sit down and we'll rank the three best players that the Flames had this series or maybe the three Flames that impacted this series the most and led to ultimately a, a 4-1 series win over the Winnipeg Jets. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Want more insight to this qualifying round series? Check out Locked on Jets with Harrison Lee for his thoughts and opinions on Winnipeg's unfortunate qualifying round exit. I love these little lists. And tomorrow's Friday, so we get to do the winners and losers of Mm -hmm. the week as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I have to start Uh, thinking of that. Jeez. Yeah, I was thinking of that earlier today because I was like, ooh, it's Friday Junior. I should probably get my list together. <laughs> right. But who do you have um, for your, I guess, your third star? Yeah, well, that's a good, well, we should have done three stars of the series instead of the top three flames. Oh, Jess, good idea. Okay, <laughs> brand new segment. We'll start over again. This is the three stars of the series. My third star is Milan Lucic. Um you know, I kind of talked previously in other episodes about how Lucic hasn't been my favorite flame kind of as, during his tenure in Calgary. Uh, but this series, I, I don't think the flip the script, but he's definitely um, kind of pulling me to his side. And I'm kind of on the team of Milan Lucic. Um, he was awesome. And he kind of, you know, we talk a lot about teams with who have to overcome adversity. And the Jets were definitely in that position where the, they had to overcome adversity with injuries. But the Flames are also in a position where they have to fulfill, like taking advantage of an opportunity that's in front of them um, with a weakened team. And having someone like Lucic and his Stanley Cup, you know, confidence and mentality and experience, he might not have said anything about, hey, guys, we have to take advantage of the situation. But he calmly will lead the team into kind of playing the right way. And that's definitely what the Flames did. And, um, you know, Lucic's Stanley Cup experience is one thing, but experience is no good if you don't play very well. But uh, Lucic played well all series. There wasn't really a point where I was kind of doing my classic, oh, come on, Lucic, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> he was a positive factor. And then ultimately tonight in game four, he was, you know, really quite possibly the Flames player of the game and, you know, a, a super positive factor um, from start to finish. So Lucic is my third star of the series. How about you, Jess? I also have Lucic at uh, number three. And actually, Kristen Anderson just tweeted um a quote from him saying they're planning on celebrating tonight's win with a couple of cold ones in their team hotel or in the team room in the bubble so you know they're well deserved well deserved after this um i think that he really stepped up uh obviously during the qualifying round and he brings a lot to the locker room, like you said, but, you know, when you look at his regular season performance from the last few years, you don't expect this kind of playoff performance from him, even if you are living in the glory days of him as a Bruin. You just, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) that was a long time ago. So it was really nice to see and very proud of him. A four-game point streak for Milan Lucic, by yes. the way, as well. He, I mean, he put points up, which is one thing, but he also did kind of play his brand of hockey, um, yep. 
which helped the Flames a lot. And it's it's nice when you have Kachuk, who's a pest and an X factor. But um, when you have a second layer of Milan Lucic coming down, um, it'll definitely scare any team. And he he showed tonight his no fear. He just he doesn't oh, care. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to watch. Um, how about star number two? Who's your second star of the series? Cam Talbot. Um, outstanding performance better than I expected really um especially tonight uh with the shutout it was very it was a very solid performance all around and I hope that going into the next series he can continue this kind of success and the defense in front of him also continues mm-hmm. yeah he was he was amazing. And, you know, it was, we've talked about it a lot, especially last episode of just how not needing to talk about Cam Talbot um, has been so nice this series. It's just <laughs> kind of been every game. He just goes out and he does his thing tonight, obviously a little more special learning the shutout. Um, but that was, I think him playing the way he did, I think had such a ripple effect on the flames forwards and defensemen and actual players. Um, mm-hmm. And it just gave him so much more confidence and uh, Talbot, you know, playing the way he did probably contributed a lot to the flames playing the way they did um, in games three and four where they did so well. Uh, my second star, I had a tough time nailing down one individual. Um, so I just kind of take the coward way out and I'm just going to name the flames first line as my second star. Um, this was the line that had all the pressure on them going into this series. Um, I guess Sean Monaghan would probably be the easy candidate leading the flames with points this series with six points in four games. Um, but Johnny Goudreau had flashes of being, you know, Johnny hockey and just putting on a show and, being such a threat at all times. And then Matthew Kachuk had a really great quote this series earlier in the series about Elias Lindholm and just the presence he brings to that first line where he kind of keeps everything even keel for Goudreau and Monaghan, who, you know, might be more on the side of, you know, wanting to explode offensively at all times. Lindholm kind of kind of reels him back, but in a really positive way and um, makes that first line, you know, not a defensive liability, but also a line that can really contribute offensively. So, um, Monaghan, Goudreau, and Lindholm, the combination of the three, that earns my uh, second star of this series. And at number one, I have Matthew Kachuk. Um, obviously, he had a target on his back from two minutes into the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he did an excellent job uh, controlling his temper as much as possible. And literally putting himself in front of the puck. Yeah, uh, tonight was a tough <laughs> night to be Matthew Kachuk's face. Like that thing got yes. beat, had a stick in, it, in the teeth and then a puck in the mouth. Like, yeah, going to need some serious, serious Advil and ice. But you know what? They won. They're going on to the actual playoffs now. So I'm sure he's fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm impressed because – you know, he's earned himself a little reputation for being um, a little bit of a goon. So to not um, explode and earn himself a nice little suspension or fine, I mean, just there was a pat on the back. Yeah, for sure. I think maybe the Jets, you know, it kind of seemed like Kachuk, you know, the Shifley incident happens and mm-hmm. you can think about it, whatever you'd like. But then the Wheeler fight happens. And that kind of seemed to be the end of it. After the Wheeler yeah. fight, the Jets were just kind of like, okay, like, cool. We had the fight. Now we got to kind of make up the slack of losing our best players. So yeah. uh, they definitely focused more on that than they focused on Kachuk, which 
Uh, it's nice for Kachuk. It should make the series easier for him, but after all the you know damage his face took tonight, um, it just proves why no playoff series is really easy at all, no matter how easy you think it might be. Um, my first star, Jess, is going to be Cam Talbot. Um, like I said, when you named him your second star, the amount of confidence that just having a solid goalie brought the flames, I think, in this series um, made such a world of difference. And, you know, imagine how different, like, not alone, let alone this podcast, but just like the conversation and the intensity and the pressure being put on the flames would be if it was, you know, a goaltending controversy before every game. Mm-hmm. Um, if Talbot maybe kind of struggled a little bit in game one and then we're starting game two by wondering who's going to start um, and yada, yada, yada. And it would just be like, it'd be so tiring for especially Jeff Ward, but all the Flames players and the goalies as well, especially. Um, so the stability that he brought in net um, was just such a big help for the Flames. And if they're going to, I think, have any success in the playoffs, you know, I think Talbot's probably going to be okay if he get if he gets pulled once. You know, sure stuff happens. We saw Columbus make really good use of a goaltending change today when they beat the Leafs. So um, I'm not going to say Talbot has to be the starter the rest of the way if the Flames are going to do anything in the playoffs. Um, but the Flames are going to at least need goaltending consistency. And regardless of who's in net, uh, a guy's just going to have to bring that calm presence that Talbot brought for the Flames against the Jets. And um, that was just such a difference maker. And, and the biggest question going into the series, um, Talbot, you know, really did provide the biggest answer in such a great way. And, you know, it was nice to see him get a shutout today and get rewarded for all of that. Absolutely. And I like that you said that um, he brought a level of calmness to the team because I think that it's very true. And I hadn't thought about that before. So coming up tomorrow, Sean and I will bring you our winners and losers of the week. And hopefully we get to chat with Harrison about his reaction to the Jets' unfortunate loss. And you can follow us on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto and Sean underscore Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to Locked On Just with Harrison Lee to get the other side of the story to the series. Have a great day. Enjoy your Thursday night, Friday morning now, and we'll chat tomorrow.